instant. <laughs> and we are missionaries in Tanzania, my homeland. As missionaries, we endeavor to fulfill the great commission given to us by Jesus during his time here on earth. In Matthew 28:19, he says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. I'm sure this is a verse that you all are very familiar with, but today I have a tiny Greek lesson for you. Are you ready? The word nation here does not refer to countries or political nations. In the original Greek, the word is ethnos, ethnos, meaning ethno-linguistic groups or people groups. Jesus desires all people groups to come into the kingdom of God, and we, Amani and I, are his ambassadors, commissioned by Christ to go into the world and proclaim the good news. Jerian and I are doing so in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. As you can see, Tanzania is a country located in East Africa, and Dar es Salaam is a city on the eastern coast of Tanzania. Dar es Salaam is the largest city in Tanzania and the most populous city in the East Africa coastal region. It is a highly strategic international city with many people groups represented and it has become our home. Surprisingly, there still remains 30 unreached people groups in Tanzania. That's over 5 million people nearly one-tenth of the total population of Tanzania. There are people groups that do not have an indigenous community of believing Christians. Take this story, for example. When I first went to Tanzania, Amani and I traveled together with a team to a remote village. Early one morning, a man approached me. He had walked from many villages away because he had heard that Westerners like myself, were nearby, and he wanted to know more about this man named Jesus. Can you imagine how shocked I was? Can you imagine your desire to know more about Jesus propelling you to begin your day walking through many towns? Wow. Tragically, there continues to remain people who have never, literally never, heard the name of Jesus, and they yearn to know more. In Romans 10, 14, the Apostle Paul asks, How will they believe in him whom they have not yet heard? You might be wondering why so many unreached people groups remained over 2,000 years after the Great Commission was given. To understand the answer to that question, we must go back to when the first missionaries arrived in Africa. Unfortunately, they, present, they presented the misconception that outreach requires financial wealth, a lot of money. As a result, generations of believers were not taught the value of missions. Fast forward to today, and we find that the majority of African Christians continue to believe it is solely Westerners who have been given the task to reach out to the unbelievers and those who have not yet heard. Before I went into ministry over a decade ago, 
I was introduced to an African man who called himself missionary, and I was incredulous. Sadly, this is too common. Most Tanzanians are still skeptical when they hear, I am a missionary. Only 80% of Tanzanian Christians are evangelizing, and a mere 1% are reaching out to the unreached. This must change. Amani and I are looking to make a radical change. Indigenous believers like Amani know the local language, understand the nuances of the culture, and they can't be deported for sharing the gospel. Moreover, they can be supported at a fraction of the cost of a foreign missionary. Let's look at this practically speaking. I'd like you to raise your hands if you were one to faith in Christ by a foreigner. I see one hand. Any more? Just one hand. The lack of raised hands clearly demonstrates that the all-important work of evangelism is most effectively carried out within a people group when done by someone who belongs within that very same people group because they can communicate the gospel in the heart language of the people and in culturally appropriate ways. Tanzanian Christians like myself represent the most effective missionary force amongst Tanzanians. What a valuable resource. We cannot continue to neglect my Tanzanian brothers and sisters in Christ. We must mobilize the local church by first opening their eyes to the need for and value of missions and then equipping them to do so. History must be rewritten. So this is where the rest of the Great Commission comes into play. Jesus said we must teach the disciples to observe all that he commanded. It's one thing to put commandments in people's minds. It's quite another to change their hearts to the extent that they gladly obey. Evangelism is not something we are called to do. It is something we are supposed to be. If we have been immersed into the characters and values of Christ, then by simply living our lives, we are immersing others into that very same Jesus. A movement of changed hearts led by indigenous believers has already begun occurring worldwide. We have witnessed firsthand miraculous and worked in astonishment as the Holy Spirit has moved in mighty way. Some of these have been the direct answer, the direct result of the disciple making movement or DMM for short. Now, what is the disciple making movement? Here is a four minute video that introduces a concept for those who are unfamiliar with the term. Let's watch and learn. The last thing Jesus told his disciples to do was to go everywhere and teach everyone to obey everything he asked them to do. But how? How were 11 uneducated and unsophisticated Jewish men supposed to make disciples in all the different cultures and languages of the world? They had no money, 
power, no organization, and no leader. And to make matters worse, they were outcasts in their own society and religion. The disciples didn't seem to have anything, and yet they changed everything. What they did have was a life-changing experience with Jesus, a willingness to simply obey the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, and lots of contacts. What we call today a social network. Here's what happened. Everything started with prayer. Then came the power of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. After Pentecost, people visiting Jerusalem from faraway places went home and told their friends and family what God had done. And when those people passed on what they had experienced, the good news about Jesus spread like wildfire. Post-Pentecost social networking is how the gospel went viral. That was over 2,000 years ago. So how are we doing today? There is some good news and some not-so-good news. The good news, the number of Christians is increasing. The not-so-good news, the percentage of Christians is stuck. So what's the problem? And how can we solve it? The biggest issue seems to be that not all believers in Jesus are actually obedient followers of Jesus. The main job of being a disciple of Jesus is to make more disciples. But not many people are doing that today. In the first century, what created a spiritual revolution was disciples making disciples who made disciples. Dozens became hundreds. Hundreds became thousands. And before too long, thousands had multiplied to millions. All because ordinary people simply obeyed what Jesus told them to do and taught those who responded to do the same. We think this is an idea whose time has come again. We call it Disciple Making Movements, or DMM for short. It's a movement because it can multiply naturally. So how do you start a disciple-making movement? It's actually very simple. The engine is what we call a discovery Bible study. Here's how a discovery Bible study works. As God reveals a leader within a community, a disciple-making coach helps them to form a group from among their friends and family. The group starts a process of direct interaction with God's Word. The format is simple. What does the passage say? What does it mean? What will I do in response? And finally, who can I tell so another group can start? Personal discovery, immediate obedience, and consistent replication are the launching pad for new movements. Every individual has a unique circle of influence. No two are exactly alike, but everybody's circle overlaps with many others. The intersection points are where movements take off. No matter what country, language, or culture, people share what is important to them with those they care about. Normally, when we dream about the future, we want to leave behind the old and embrace the new. But perhaps as we reimagine how to complete the Great Commission, we need to go back to how it all began. The early followers of Jesus turned the world upside down through simple obedience and natural networking. We're watching the same thing happen today. As it was in the beginning, it will be until the end. Ordinary people multiplying disciples in their natural networks is God's plan to complete the Great Commission. Disciple-making movements, an idea whose time has come again. You catch that? Viral disciple making, amen, leads to movements, you guys. And that's what we're experiencing today. There in Tanzania, it's amazing. 
over a million new followers of Jesus have joined the mosaic of nations, tribes, and tongues around the throne through the disciple-making movement process. And most excitedly, over 400,000 of these are Muslims who have fallen in love with Jesus. Praise God. We have the pleasure of knowing some of these people personally, and we believe that this is just the start of what God wants to do in Tanzania. We want to invite you to join us in becoming a part of this inspiring process. There are multiple ways to become involved. You can go. The harvest is plentiful, but workers are few. Our team is in need of additional ministry partners on location. Ask yourself whether the spirit has begun to place this desire in your heart. You can support us financially. One-time donations are appreciated. Currently, our greatest need is monthly donors. Without the continued monetary support of believers like you, our ministry would not be possible. We want to make it clear that it is an honor to partner with our brothers and sisters in Christ here at Bethel, serving our Lord in this way. You can pray. We have been experiencing an increased amount of spiritual warfare these past few years. We are completely reliant upon God and the moving of his spirit. And we believe prayer is an underutilized tool amongst his people. So we encourage you to join us in petitioning him for the eternal salvation of Tanzanian people. We would love to meet you guys after this service. If you'd like to speak with us, we'll be located at the table that many of you saw, I'm sure, as you walked in, just outside of the sanctuary up here. We have our new prayer cards with our son Anston's photo on it. So if you just want to look at a cute baby every morning, go pick up one of those prayer cards. We have a list of emails that you can add your own email to if you'd like to receive updates every three or four months from us on how to pray. And we also have a handout on how to donate if the Spirit is moving you to do so. Most noticeably, we have our Tanzanian mementos, which are not for sale, sorry. We just brought them to give you a little glimpse into the culture out there in our homeland. So we thank you for allowing us to come and share with you this morning here at Bethel. It's our pleasure to be back again. We promise to remember you guys in our prayers as we have been doing while we've been partnered with you all here at Bethel. We pray that the Lord will bless you abundantly. All right. So five years ago, we didn't know that what was going to happen, but we know that the Lord has been using them and working through them. And uh, we just want to pray for them uh, right now as uh, they're getting ready to return and uh, talk about protection. Um, for discernment about what things to do, what things not to do. And that the Holy Spirit will just encourage them um, in every step of the way. So, dear Lord, we just lift up uh, Amani and Jerry Ann to you right now. We ask that your anointing be upon them and their ministry. We pray for their protection as they uh, return to the field. 
pray for uh, guidance and wisdom as to how to uh, make more disciples, how to enfold more people into your kingdom. Let your Holy Spirit work through them and touch other lives so those lives can touch others and that it will just continue to multiply. We thank them. We thank you for their dedication to you and their vision for saving the lost. And we just ask you to go with them um, as they depart from us. In thy name, amen. Okay, now... Um,